The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy and man alive do we have some news to discuss it is emergency unemergency roundtable discussion here on the blog and the boys youtube channel also streaming live to our facebook page we will also podcast this conversation for you subscribe to the blog and the boys youtube channel subscribe to our podcast network joining me tonight tom ryle tony catalina dan rogers you can hear and see them all over blogging the boys in the blog and the boys universe and we are all here tonight tuesday october 5th even though we got together about a couple of hours ago to just have a normal cowboys discussion because the dallas cowboys boys have released linebacker jalen smith uh this is big time news and i know a lot of people are going to say you know this isn't that shocking we've got uh flames in kid flames king kid says this is crazy uh i agree and there's a chris too says i'm in shock tim logan simply says rj i'm hearing that though like rj um and a lot of people will say this is not surprising, but I think if you have followed this team long enough, you know their loyalty when it comes to certain players. They have shown every sense of that to Jalen Smith. Uh, Tom Ryle, I go to you first. Your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys moving on from their 2016 second-round pick? Well, let's not. I won't make a joke out of it, but you know, the the tape was not good, despite what he thought. Um, you know, he had some good plays, but there were still just too many where he didn't seem to really be getting the job done the way he should be. And they've got players that are coming back from IR. They need to open up some spots on the roster. And you have to think they just made a decision that his contributions on the field could be sacrificed more than several other players who might've had to go. So, uh, man, it's, it's a very strange thing. Uh, the timing is is wild. I just, you know, if it happened before the season, then I could have seen it. Uh, if it had happened after the season, I would have said, of course, to have it happen uh, after week four of the season, just like I'm gobsmacked. Um there are a lot of directions to kind of go in, you know, here. Uh, Flameskin Kid says only $7.5 million of dead cat money. We'll get into that too, Dan. I know you have the figures in front of you. Um, Kevin Sev Stu- uh, Stewart, I think with a great point, says with Neil out, it really showed. Uh, you have to wonder, Keanu Neal has been on the reserve COVID-19 list for the last two games. He is projected to return this week for the Cowboys. You have to imagine that that was kind of a connecting of the dots, which would maybe lead us to assume that the Cowboys are ready to do this as recently as two weeks ago. But Keanu Neal obviously was unavailable to them. 
them and therefore something they had to kind of wait on. Uh, Tony, I go to you next. Uh, the Cowboys made Jalen Smith a captain on Sunday during their win against the Carolina Panthers. And so to the idea of, well, you know, I'm not shocked. I saw this coming. Uh, this was, and you noted in our chat just before you jumped on, that he was posting Cowboys things all over his Instagram today. So this had to have been a, a relatively large level of shock to Jalen. I mean, without a question, uh, without question to me, um, the timeline doesn't make sense um, to me. You look at it and you say what you want about the play, but he's on the team. The money situation is what it was. It was more financially advantageous to do this months ago, right? So now you come into the season off a three-game winning streak and they decide to, you know, peel the Band-Aid off now. And you wonder, you know, I'm not in the business speculation. I'm not in the business of assuming something else, but you wonder, is there something else here? You know, you look at it and say, is it purely field? Is it purely the fact that, you know, his play on the field is, you know, negated or negative. Is it the fact that Keanu Neal's coming back? There's just so many questions because you, you can't honestly, I mean, look, at we're doing emergency live about it. This is, you know, really surprising news. Um, Dan, so first things first, it was reported in the immediate aftermath of all this by every major outlet that the Dallas Cowboys tried to trade Jalen Smith. No takers, that contract just, you know, that contract is the reason for this discussion here today, Jalen Smith being released. Xavier White says, are we surprised he had no trade value? Dan, again, we're all hoping and wishing and wanting the best for Jalen. And, and I think we have some thoughts on this subject, but um, I, I don't think any of us are surprised. Dan, again, given the contract and the level of play that nobody wanted that. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's really surprising to me is I feel like he's put together his better two games that I've seen in a while. I mean, I started to think to myself, you know, can, can Quinn, you know, make this work? Can he, uh, you know, he, the defense is playing so well. Um, so, I mean, I don't quite really understand things, but I, I mean, we just, we heard McCarthy speak yesterday and he's talking about just how, um, competitive the defensive room is. And so, I mean, it, you know, you want to put the right guys on the field and, you know, I, I was just looking over his snap counts too. And, um, I just, I mean, he, he was at 28, uh, this last game, which is, you know, about half is what he's been getting. The previous two so i mean i'm a little surprised by the timing i i'm really shocked that they uh kept them i mean if in the april because that's a lot of money that's a big a big change by keeping them on the team past the let's, or the march let's deadline. go back let's go back to that dan because in march the cowboys allowed jalen's 2021 salary to become fully guaranteed we talked about this in the lead up to that at blogging the boys how if they were going to make a move if they were going to find a trade partner if they were going to cut him that would have been the time to do so now to be fair to the team they did not know that micah parsons would fall to them uh at the 10th overall pick who they wound up taking 12 obviously after the trade back or that jabril cox would wind up falling to them now they did decline the fifth year option on leighton vander so lots of moving parts in the linebacker group overall but this this does seem like, you know, and I think we all feel badly for Jalen because I think the Cowboys, by by dragging this out, they've embarrassed him. I mean, Jalen looks like, you know, you look at all the comments we've got on our live show. We appreciate everybody here. But, I mean, Jalen is the butt of the joke because the Cowboys just insisted on dragging their feet, Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. And I think you made, you made some really good points is, um, you know, back then things were completely different. And things have changed dramatically with, you know, Micah and uh, we haven't seen much of Jabril and I'm surprised that haven't uh, worked him in a little more, but Ken O'Neill you know, is playing well. So this could be one of those things. And I think that a lot of us felt that this would be his last year. Like the money didn't seem like he would be here 
next year. But we wanted to see what well what would it be like with with Quinn? Can I mean did Nolan just had them all you know have them all confused? Maybe um, this is something that can be is coachable, and maybe they've they now have seen it and they've come to the, the conclusion that you know the, the, our team would be better without number nine on the team. That's the thing. I mean, I I hate to make jokes, but. You know, and, and that's kind of been the Jalen experience, right, is is it's been all about things that weren't related to football, Tony. And over the offseason, when the NFL adjusted the rule, allowed different positions to wear different numbers, Jalen paid uh, ESPN reported close to or mid to six figures uh, to switch from 54 to nine. Um, I wound up wearing that for four games for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, he, he had this really eloquent message at the time about what the number nine meant to him, how, how much he's worn it throughout his life. Uh, but it's always been something. It's always been something else. In fact, you know, at training camp, he was asked about playing more on special teams. And he had the very mysterious, you know, vet life, vet life common. And so he's I, – I, I don't want to say he's worn out his welcome. That isn't fair to Jalen, but he has – he hasn't helped the perception that Dallas Cowboys fans have had about him. I mean, without a doubt, it, it just, it's, it's just, I think the whole case of Jalen Smith is, you know, a little mysterious. I mean, we knew what he was pre-injury. Uh, we seen, we seen what he looked like at his best, you know, and then, you know, over the last year and a half, two years, it just hasn't looked the same, you know, for whatever the case may be physically, mentally, whatever the decline was, um, you know, I guess wearing out your welcome is the the proper way to say it. I mean, at the end of the day, if the production doesn't match what the perception is or what his perception is, then you're looking at a scenario where you're you're getting cut after a three game winning streak in the first month of the year. So, it's a tough situation. It's it's different. It's definitely unique. And you know, it's and here we are. Tom, I want. I would like, rather. I'll ask you kindly to speak to this. Uh, Jenna chimes in on our Facebook page. Says, Jalen is a great player, and we not only need him on the field and in the locker room. How dare they embarrass him like this? I agree that the Cowboys have embarrassed him. They, they did allow him to become, you know, that they allowed the joke to fester. Um, and they, they did him no favors. Uh, certainly, you know, we, we talked. Tom, you were a part of all the Hard Knocks live streams we did. You know how, how Jalen was really absent in that. Um, but do you buy, because I, I do think there is this national narrative that Jalen is this leader of the Dallas Cowboys. That's something that he perpetuates. Uh, he, he's spoken about that. In fact, a few weeks ago, he talked about how his voice was hoarse after a win for the Dallas Cowboys because he was out there leading. Do, do you buy that? Do you think this is really consequential to the locker room? I mean, with, with all due respect to Jalen, of course. Um, I don't know exactly how the other players feel about him, obviously. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea how they feel about him. But there's a difference between being vocal and being a leader. Uh, you know, if he was hoarse from trying to call out signals and everything, that's okay. But it's interesting that they took the green dot off of him. Mm. Uh, this gave it to Micah, game. right? Yeah, there, explain that, Tom. Just just to be clear, just go ahead and explain yeah, that. The uh, the just like with the, the quarterback, the defensive coordinator has a direct line to the whoever's quarterbacking the defense, so to speak, and usually it's the Mike linebacker. and. Jalen was wearing the green dot and relaying the calls, but this past week, uh, Mike Parsons got the green dot. He was relaying the calls, and he did quite well. It, it's one of these things that, in hindsight, you look back at little things like McCarthy's comment about how competitive the defensive room is, and you look at them, you know, putting Micah Parsons as the on-field quarterback for the defense and some of this other stuff, and you kind of see that maybe they were leading up to it. 
maybe even making him captain was almost a way to kind of soften the blow. Uh, I don't know if they'd play that much, uh, you know, they'd play it that much, but still this just, you know, there's something going on. And for a long time, we have complained about the Cowboys making roster decisions based on salaries. Maybe that day is changing for the Dallas Cowboys with this move. Dan, I um I want to ask you something. Um, and again, we say this with all wanting all the best for Jalen Smith. Uh, but comment from Robert on our YouTube channel says, "Stop reacting based on emotion. This is strictly a business decision." Welcome to the NFL. Someone made a good general manager business decision. Good luck, Jalen. Dan is. I mean, again, this this sounds cold, and none of us mean it that way. But in a weird way, is this a is this a sign of growth from the Cowboys front office? We've seen this forever that they have have placated a certain individuals. They've rewarded players out of out of love, out of admiration, but not necessarily out of great or sound football play. And Jalen, at the time, you could argue in early 2019, deserved his contract coming off that great season in 2018. But they have done nothing but double down on that mistake. And Mike McCarthy, I think, in his first opportunity, I don't want to, you know, speak for him, but it looks like they're reshuffling things and, and not allowing that that same sort of sense of of idolatry or, or whatever you want to call it that the Cowboys have had around their their building for a long time now. I mean I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, in that regard, you can say that it, it could be growth. Uh I mean Anyway, you look at it, this is they've grossly misevaluated what they had in him because of what they could have done earlier. Um, you know, and you can say that, well, is this embarrassing him? Uh, maybe they are trying to give him every chance they can to be successful, and they have just reached a point to where this is just the reality. Um, you know, it's, you know, and we you know we have to make this move. We've seen them do things like, I mean, I, I was surprised by the, by the Des move. You know, the Romo thing was strictly business. Um, so they, know, they, they, Hol- they let Jason Witten walk to Vegas last year, to your point. I mean, and that was the what, what we kind of – I remember at the time I said good for Mike McCarthy, not allowing this sense of call it nepotism, call it what you want. I mean, Jason Witten obviously – a bull- but at the end of the day, Jason Witten was allowed to walk back into the locker room and just take a starting job back. And that's the culture that I, I think and hope the Cowboys are getting away from. Um, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's a pretty. I mean, this is a big move, and I think it definitely sends a message. Of this team, this team is about winning, and they're about putting the right guys on the field. And you know, I don't know where Jalen really went from playing, you know, having the role he did to to nothing. But um, yeah, I, I I think that it's it does send a message. Uh, still not hundred percent sure what exactly um you know to to make of this whole thing but yeah yeah i agree uh tony it's again been reported by a number of outlets that the cowboys did try to trade jalen smith uh nfl network's jane slater tweeted that he did everything we asked him to but ultimately the play of guys like keanu neal leighton vanderish and she's told perhaps increased usage now of jabril cox led to the move and so i guess everybody's question is you know well i mean why did why did you take four games to come to this realization? You know why? You know the 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 theme is that they've released him out of fear that his injury clause would trigger they would be on the hook for all his money. Then why why get to this point? Why why get to all the way to October with it? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Maybe maybe you can rationalize it, but it I mean it. How can you say you know I'm not doubting the report, but how can you say the play of Keanu Neal has really impressed when he's missed the last two games? 
Yeah, I mean, he's missed the last two games, and and they still think that he's better than Jalen, right? Or they still think that he brings more of an element, and he's new to the position. Keanu Neal's a safety converted down to linebacker, and they still think he's better than Jalen Smith. Uh, you know, the million-dollar question or multi-million-dollar question is why now instead of at the, you know, what they knew they had months ago, right? When this was financially advantageous for you to make this move, they decided not to do it, right? Then the money became what it was, and you're sitting here a month into the season, and like you said, it now it's not that you know it's not like a spectacle, but it's it's one of those situations where we're sitting here on a Tuesday night on an emergency podcast when this could have been done at a more timely fashion. Instead, we're like, okay, what's Jalen doing? Was there something else to it, or is it just his play? And here we are. Tom, do you buy? Because a lot of people are saying there has to be some has there has to be something. There's, there has, there's no way that it's just it's just this. It's just they're sick of him. It's just they want to move on. I mean, Jalen off the field is, has been a great ambassador of the Dallas Cowboys. He has been a great person. There's by all measurements, he's an incredible uh, figure in the community. I mean, so you know, just going off of his public reputation, it is hard to believe that there's something off of the field that the Cowboys are being motivated by here when the on the field, you know, justifications make so much sense. Yeah, I'd be highly surprised if something does come out because I think it would have leaked already if it had. Um, I just am. I just have to think that Dan Quinn has a big part to do with this. That there's something he's just making the call based on what he's seeing on the field, what he has seen from Micah Parsons and and even Keanu Neal, even though he missed a couple of games. Remember, they didn't know Micah Parsons was going to be Micah Parsons four weeks ago. Uh, they got to see the evidence, and he has held up consistently not just at linebacker, but shown he can play defensive end. And so it's it's really, you know, I think that that's really got a lot to do with it, that there was just at the, at the, bo- the bottom of all this, this was just a how can we feel the best defense that we can. And unfortunately, the conclusion was that Jalen Smith is not the route to go for that. You know, tough for him, but I can understand that as a hard-headed, football decision or hard nose football decision a big thank you to watsamata for the super chat round of applause thank you to all of our wonderful super chatters uh watsamata says hi guys since there's no cost difference between now and the end of the season they want to protect the 53 uh say like simi fahoko noah brown and put time into jabril cox and we talk so much about and we have for years about the idea of progress stoppers dan and you could argue that Jalen Smith is a progress stopper for somebody like Jabril Cox. You could argue the difference between their play is negligible. The fact that Jalen's salary was what it was for the Dallas Cowboys is not ideal. That's that's why I asked you a moment ago, like in a weird way, are you proud of the Cowboys for for being willing to just swallow it and and say, you know what, we made a mistake, but hey, you know, like we can't cry over the spilled milk. We can just sit here and clean the milk up and our hands are going to get wet, but that's where we're at. I mean, do you you give the Cowboys credit for that? Because I think we all kind of do in a weird way. Yeah, I think you got to. And that's something we haven't really thought about, too, is like, um, you know, who who would be the guy that would be taking this place? You know, like we have players coming back and um, and the Cowboys want to, you know, you, if you look ahead to the future and you, you want to make sure that you're you're keeping the strongest roster. And it might be a situation to where money aside, this just makes us better. Uh, Jay, maybe they saw they're not going to be he's not going to be getting much reps now with uh, Keanu coming back and, you know, and Micah's playing more linebacker and uh, you know, you want to keep some of those bottom roster guys. And, and honestly, I just looking 
trying to think to myself, it's like, I'm trying to, who would I be willing to get rid of, you know? And so I, uh, yeah, I am proud of them. I, I, I think, you know, you always have to be putting the, you know, the interest of the team first. And, you know, if it means cutting somebody that you know, a lot of people love, it's, you know, it's something you have to do. Uh, Tony. So let's examine all angles of this here, right? We've talked about the salary. We've talked about the Cowboys, you know, swallowing the pill just kind of eating it rather having no choice they're clearly again all due respect to Jen. they're clearly better in terms of their talent especially with Jabril Cox factored and we're all excited to see him in his play and, and what he'll develop to or de- develop into this season uh Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News tweeting out uh that one source on some Cowboys players reactions to Jalen Smith release says that they are all shocked um does that bother you um, does, does that trouble you? Because we can sit here and we can we can justify this, right? We we can we can make sense of of the Cowboys not wanting Jalen Smith, the football player, anymore. But you've got a really great vibe going on with your locker room right now, and you know I I do think that a lot is made out of Jalen's leadership from a national level. But clearly, you know they're all very close to people. Uh, as as Tom's phone goes off, respect Tom. But uh, maybe Jalen's Colin wants to get in on the conversation. But um, I mean. You know, and I, I want to note Evolve's comment here says shock doesn't mean unhappy. And that's true. But, you know, and Kev brought, brings up an interesting point. It doesn't bother me. It's a human reaction. Does it does it bother you at all, Tony, uh, that maybe we've lost Danny. He'll get back here in a moment. Does it bother you at all that maybe the Cowboys are, you know, flirting with, you know, the chemistry involved here? Or, or is that too too strong of a reach? I You know, I think it, it might be a little bit of a reach. I feel I feel. You know, he is he a well liked guy within the locker room? Sure, I'm, I'm I'm sure of it. You know, he is the man with all the handshakes. He's the guy with you know. He's always there for the celebration. And this, you know, this there's nothing wrong with that. I think we've all been a part of team sports where we've had guys who are a little more animated and a little guys who are a little more hype man about it. It doesn't necessarily mean he's a leader, right? It could mean that he's just a liked guy within the locker room. It doesn't mean that they're going to follow him into the battlefield, so to speak. But at the same time, he's a liked guy. So to see that players are shocked, I'm sure. It's a Tuesday night. They're going into a division game. It, it doesn't really make – you know, you, you're sitting about it. It's like, why now? I guess that's more the surprise factor. I would think these players feel like – like you said, he's a well-liked guy on the team – um, at the end of the day, yeah, I think surprise is a natural reaction. Jason Wood, appreciate you on YouTube. Says blog on the boys is the best SB Nation blog. I don't think any of us are going to disagree disagree with you. Uh, great job, Ant Beast uh, twenty three. Tom says sends a message though. Get rid of dudes that can't play. Do you buy that? I mean, do, I I don't think it's purposeful to send him. Like I don't think that they're making a making a you know an example of Jalen. But if that's happenstance, if that's a result, you know the guys are put on notice, so to speak. Maybe if you're a coach and you're into that, you know you it's it's a two birds one stone situation. But I I do think at the very least, Tom, that it it does imply that nobody is safe because even if you're on the books for a gajillion dollars, they will move on if you're not playing well enough. Yeah, I think it sends a message that they coaching staff thinks this team has a a chance to really do something this year. And they're now going to pull every lever at their disposal. Uh, Because to me, the focus should be on how does this impact the play of the team on the field? And, And let's face it. One small thing about the timing is if you're going to have to deal with getting the locker room adjusted to something and maybe tamping down some things, you know, the New York Giants might be a good game to have to take that in stride. 
Um, you know, I, and I, with all due respect to the fact that it could be a trap game, it's a division game and all that. I, you know, it's still the one, another thing that keeps coming into my head is, you know, if you've made a mistake in the past, and I think the way they handled Jalen in the past was clearly a mistake, it doesn't get any better the longer you wait to correct it. So, you know, whatever precipitated this, uh, I have to think that the coaches at least made this decision with a lot of deliberation, a lot of thought. And I suspect this has been coming for a while in the coaching rooms, that this this was not something that just suddenly developed over the past 24 hours. This is something that they've kind of had there uh, loaded up and ready to pull the trigger on when the time they felt was right. And the way they view that time is certainly not going to always be what we as the fans view. Yeah, I think that, you know, the report that Keon, the the way that how much the Cowboys like Keanu Neal and, you know, that that inclusion specifically implies that this has been in the works for a couple of weeks, that they've been ready to, to kind of pull this trigger, so to speak, for a while, uh, pull this lever because, I mean, Keanu is on the COVID list and, you know, I, I think we, you know, we're looking at this and we're saying, well, Jalen's been fine. He's been okay. This has been maybe the better start to one of the better starts to his, his you know, season in his career, Tony. Um, but you know, I don't know, Tony, uh, question from John says, any thoughts on a team that might sign Jalen? I mean, I saw the first name that I saw pop up, but might've been like the Seahawks or somebody of that nature. You know, it, it could be anybody, right? I mean, Somebody is going to bring him in. I also saw somebody probably tongue in cheek said, you know, Garrett will bring him in. <laughs> Garrett, he'll be on the, be on the giants fan of the week. So it's, you just, I don't know. It, I mean, I think Jalen Smith's going to be on a roster, right? He's going to be somewhere. I think he'll be somewhere. Not everybody has the, the depth that we, you know, the Cowboys have, or we believe they have. So uh, he'll be on an NFL roster and we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see more if it's a Cowboy related issue or if it's a Jalen issue. What do you think it is, Tom? I mean, do you think it's a Cowboy-related issue or a Jalen-related issue? I think it's it's a roster-related strictly, that they're they're looking at what they have to do to have the best team they have with the, when they've got a real chance to do something this year. And there's probably something in, in the tape in one of the, the last couple of games that kind of tilted that it was finally the, that last straw and they said nope it's time we've got to do this and i've uh, got a i suspect the decision was pretty much made after the game on sunday and it just took them a little while to mull it over and make sure they were correct uh dan i have a question for you as you uh are now back glad to glad to have you back um we, we all you guys suspect- cut me <laughs> we all suspected um, when the Cowboys drafted Micah Parsons, really after that first night, but especially after they also drafted Jabril Cox, we all thought, okay, one of Jalen or Layton is is gone this year. Um, do you, you know? It, obviously, if you're playing hindsight, the answer is yes. But obviously, you know, I think we all kind of wish maybe the Cowboys would have picked up the fifth year option for Layton Vanderish. Not that we don't have any belief in Micah Parsons or Jabril Cox, but it would have been nice to to have that depth. He is going to be a free agent at the very least at the end of the season. Now maybe. Maybe Leighton decides to sign a, a one-year prove-it deal with the Cowboys after this season, you know, get big money in 2023, who knows. But he's played well so far. I could certainly see another team believing in him. Um, but but do you think that that maybe the Cowboys are more inclined now to bring back Leighton Vanderesh for the purposes of depth? Or do you think that's way too far in the future right now? 
Uh, no, I think it's possible. I mean, I, I believe Stephen Jones when he said, you know, we, we still see him being as part of, you know, our future. Um, I don't want that. I don't know what that means in terms of money. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm okay with the not doing the fifth year. I mean, nothing I've seen about how he's played makes me have any regret about that. Um, but I do think that they, you know, they can evaluate that next year. I mean, that we're going to have another draft, um, you know, and Nick, you know, with, um, with what we can see what Jabril does. Um, I, I think that there's some, some options for Dallas. Um, I'm not, I don't know what that means in terms of, of Van Der Esch, but you know, he's got 12, 13 more games to, you know, try to earn a job somewhere. And I certainly feel they, you know, they're happy with how he's played. Obviously, you know, he's going to have a, a bigger role into the defense now without Jalen there to be taking up any snaps. Um, Tom, the Dallas Morning News reporting now that cutting Jalen Smith was strictly a football-based decision with nothing negative away from the field. And so, I mean, that that doesn't shock us. I mean, that's that's kind of what we, we you know, we figured. Uh, Martin and Fabi uh, says, I've lost Martin's comment, says, I'm pissed they released Smith. I I – I mean, Tom, I mean, I don't know that being that there's a reason to be pissed. I mean, you know, other than that, you, you like, you, you know, you've, you've grown. Look, and to be very clear here, Jalen Smith remains an incredible story, an absolutely incredible story. And the fact that he is at this point in his NFL career is something that should be attributed only to his own will and drive to get back to the profession and the game that he loved. I think we're all happy for him on an individual level that he got the contract that he did, something he was robbed of, obviously, by his injury in the Fiesta Bowl six years ago, five years ago at this point, uh, six years, whatever, six years ago. I mean, so good for Jalen individually. And so I don't think anybody is is wishing ill will towards him. But, Tom, I don't see how you could be pissed about this. I mean, does it make the Cowboys better? No, but it, it's – it's the right thing to do. It, it may be not the right thing to do. It, it makes sense. And, and so you just have to kind of accept it at this point. Yeah. I, and I, I do think it makes the Cowboys better, or at least that's the calculation the staff has, that this is going to improve the defense some marginal amount, which if you're in a playoff run, that could be the little bit of margin you need at some point. Um, and I do think he's going to wind up playing football somewhere else or at least get a shot because there are teams that are hurting for linebackers out there. And he he does – I mean, he was playing not great, not good, but maybe at an acceptable level for some teams that have totally unacceptable linebacker play right now. So I figure he's going to get brought in somewhere and we'll be playing uh, very shortly. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I, this to me is just, this is part of the, the hard, unpleasant side of football. Nice guys don't always get the rewards. Uh, sometimes the rewards go to absolute jerks, you know, as we've all seen. But uh, in this case, it was someone that is a great personal story who really seemed to, put his heart into playing for the team, but putting your heart into it and putting production on the field are two different things. Uh, Tony, uh, Calvin Watkins with the Dallas Money News just tweeted, a dirty game always has been. Do you think this is a dirty game? I mean, because, you know, I'm the one who said the Cowboys, 
I, I do believe that, the, but in dragging this out, they subsequently embarrassed him. I don't believe that was their objective. Um, but, but it is a, a net result of what happened. But I mean, you could argue the Cowboys, the Cowboys believe in him. And when, when everybody was willing to kind of let him slide and, and, and let him fall out of the 2016 draft, they gave him a second round pick money. They gave him a contract. They, they prioritized and they made it the face of their team. I mean, so I don't know that you could say it was a dirty game from beginning to end. Maybe, maybe today's a dirty game, but what, but your thoughts, Tony? I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, for me, it's, this is business. This is, you know, football moves are business moves. Like Jalen knew what he knew what he signed up for. He got the big contract and he was happy with that business move. And it wasn't dirty business when he put his pen to ink on that piece of paper that day. At the end of the day, I have zero qualms, any, no issues with business related moves. If if he he could be the best person off the field, and as far as we know, he is. He's a great guy. At the end of the day, I want the best football players on the football team that I root for. If he's not one of those best players, and you're hindering the progress of a Jabril Cox, you're hindering the progress of putting somebody else on the field that may be able to help. That you know, Jalen's weaknesses are somebody else's strength. I'm a hundred percent for it. I, you know, at the end of the day, you can talk about the numbers and see what they could have saved by doing this at a different time. That's fine. But that's water under the bridge now. I think Tom touched on it earlier. There's no reason to just keep them there just for the sake of keeping them there. If you think that this this move helps your team and this to, this move can make your team better now, make it. Do the move and let's go. Dan, I don't want to harp on the past. Jalen Smith's no longer on the Cowboys. But uh, a lot of people in the aftermath of this, the last 45 minutes or so, if you're with us live, um, have, have referenced what Jalen said at the end of the last time the Dallas Cowboys played the New York Giants, their regular season finale last year, when he was asked. He, he was actually asked in, in his postgame you know, presser if he thought he would be on the team in 2021. He said, me? I mean, he was flabbergasted you know that that he could even be considered here he challenged people to watch the film we talked about the great bob sturm in our round table earlier bob sturm had a whole exercise over the offseason where he did that he, he just seemed like he never wanted to acknowledge that that he was not great um and and you know he didn't play special teams and if you're, you're not going to be one of the, the starting linebackers on an nfl defense you got to play special teams and I, I i think that's where the disconnect is and i think that you know Jalen has some some fault in this, clearly. Yeah, I mean, and the tape last year wasn't good. And, I mean, I think, you know, the problem came was was that the tape that he had, um, what, what year was it? Um, was it 18? Uh, that, you know, he, he and both, both Leighton and, and Smith played really well. And so it's like, well, you, you sort of feel like he has it in him. But, you know, we just haven't seen that from him in recent years. Um but, you know, maybe, you know, the, the team wanted to go through more evaluation. And, and here's one thing, and I'm, I'm not here to tell anyone how they should feel about this. And, you know, Jay, everybody's emotionally attached with him. You know, Jalen's just a, a remarkable person. But, I mean, do, do you trust Dan Quinn? Um, I mean, we were, were sitting there talking about how great, you know, Quinn is and everything that he's done. So, I mean, I'm not going to have any sort of – I'm not losing any sleep over – a decision he made. I, I, if he feels it's best for the team, then, you know, it's best for the team. And I, I like, you know, and watching the tape, there's, there isn't any, anything out there that where I'm thinking we're going to be like, oh, we're really going to miss that. So I just, uh, that's just the reality of the situation. Tom, is it fair to say again, all due respect to Jalen Smith. 
um, that he was the worst player on the defense so far this year. I mean, but and, and that being that he played rather well, I mean, so I think a lot of people are going to throw out Anthony Brown, but Anthony Brown's salary is not something that, that gets in the way. And for what Anthony Brown's doing, what you're asking him to do, what you're paying him, you know, I realize he's not playing well, uh, but it's it's not as difficult of a pill to swallow, to use the, the popular analogy. I think you can make a strong case that Jalen has been the, the least best uh, defensive player for the Cowboys so far this season. And, you know, with Keanu Neal coming back, and if you are into Jabril Cox, I mean, it's just, you know, the math just doesn't work out at a certain point. Yeah, I think it's the weakest link theory that he just he just really wasn't there. You know, he wasn't contributing. They had players that were contributing big time. They had some surprising contributions. And all of a sudden, you know, it becomes, well, why are we dragging it out with this guy? when we're getting so much more here and we're getting someone who's doing better here that we didn't expect. And, you know, Neil had come in and really been a surprise. And I do wonder if Neil hadn't been, uh, hadn't gone on the COVID list, would this not have happened a week or two earlier? Because like I said, this, this is not, does not seem like something you do hastily. Uh, So it's, uh, it's, on uh, on that subject, Tom, Eli Perkins, thank you for the super chat round of applause. Appreciate you. We'll get to our other super chatters in just a moment here. Um, but Tony, I want to ask you this. Uh, Eli says he talking about Jalen became expendable once Micah showed his worth. This isn't Eli's question, but it's a cousin of it. If if Patrick Sertan falls to the Cowboys, is Jalen Smith still on the team? Are we are we are we having this conversation right now? I I mean, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I think he is on the team because now you're looking at right, a different like, rotate. It, it being Micah changed everything. I mean, literally 100%. changed everything. 100%. Instead of looking at Micah Parsons and, and Keanu Neal and Leighton Van Esch, you're looking at, you know, now you're looking at Jalen's within the 3-4 deep of that linebacking core now. And you know what I mean? So it is a different ball game. You know, Micah Parsons changed the changed the game in the way that defense is viewed at the at this moment. And and who knows if, you know, if everything changed in that aspect of how they would have looked at Jabril Cox, you know, and where he would have factored into this. But, yeah, it's safe to say if, if, if one thing went different, the butterfly effect that Jalen could probably still be here. Mm, great movie uh super like it'll make you think movie but i mean great movie uh christopher thank you for the super chat you're the best thank you very much love all of our super chatters here uh those of you that are joining us on the blog and the boys youtube channel the blog and the boys facebook page in case you somehow missed it the dallas Cowboys released jalen smith dan uh jason from over the cap fantastic nfl cap guru uh just tweeted his exact tweet i'll read it to you Cowboys wound up paying $20.2 million to Jalen Smith for what amounted to four additional games. Could have escaped some of that this March. Just a bizarre series of events. And there's definitely, obviously, um, some some bizarreness to it. But do you think that that bizarreness can be explained by the fact that they they did not know that they would get Micah Parsons? And that's why, you know, that's why they allowed this. I mean, so that like that that does connect some dots. It doesn't make it cooler or better but that does connect some dots i think for a lot of people yeah i mean they went into the the new football season unsure of a lot of things and there's been a lot of things that have been answered and i think not only is part of that just how sensational micah parsons is but also how not you know not good you know Jalen is and you know with with another coaching staff um so yeah i think all those pieces together uh, have finally, you know, painted the picture that they can clearly see. It's unfortunate that 
you know, that the Cowboys have to eat so much of this for a, you know, a, a let's wait and see kind of thing. But, you know, that's what they had to do. And, and like as Tony was talking about it, without Micah Parsons, I mean, how, you know, where is the Cowboys linebacker situation? I mean, Jalen becomes now kind of a necessity. He means he's not a great player, but you, you need that, you know, right. that, that, Right. At that point, the salary is moot because he's, he's simply required depth. Tom, uh, Christopher, I have found your question from the Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, we're scrolling through here. Tom, the question, why right now and not later when we need depth? And I don't want to answer for you, Tom, but I think the answer is that they have depth. They have depth that Jalen is not a part of. And that's that's why right now you can't justify that contract that far down your depth, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's another part of it is the fact that Dan Quinn is just now got here. You know, he's he he has done an awful lot with this defense, but Jalen Smith seemed to have certain limitations that he was best if he was playing downhill and it got really bad if he had to make sudden uh, changes in direction. That was not what, what he was going to win at all. And I think Quinn might've just gotten to the point where he said like, I can't figure out how to best use this guy and still have the defense we need to have. Uh, you know, that's just a little bit of trying to project what I think is going on. But I have to think that there was just he didn't fit anymore, uh, you know, uh, the way he, he might have. And that was partly because there were better fits out there all over the place. Mm. ALM Super Chat, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate you. A round of applause for our Super Chatters. I'll look for your question, ALM. I know sometimes it's difficult to find exactly how to comment with the Super Chat. Uh, so I am scrolling, looking for this. Uh, in the meantime, I know we do have another Super Chat. So another round of applause for Lil Gam. Everybody appreciate you. Says, Tony, I'll throw this your way. Do you think the move will affect momentum? We, we kind of touched on this. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's the, the, percent of the, the percent chance is not zero. Uh, but I don't think it's enough to really scare you. I, I, I'm actually thinking it might work out in a positive manner, right? Because now again, Keanu Neal back. Keanu Neal is back in there, and he has a different element. He's a little more athletic, well, a lot more athletic than Jalen Smith is of late. And now you're looking at Jabril Cox, and maybe those behind closed door conversations with Jabril Cox is now saying, "Hey, man." Like, this is your turn now. Like, we believe in you. We, we drafted you for a reason. Now he looks like he gets more defensive snaps. And who knows? He, I mean, he showed some bursts in the preseason. The preseason's a totally different world than the regular season. But, you know, maybe he brings a little shot of adrenaline, a little spark in there. And, you know, this could – you know, it's saying we're not going to just put you based on name, based on reputation. Like, the best players are going to play. And if that is Jabril Cox, if that is Keanu Neal, then here we are, and that's better for the team. ALM, I have found your comment. Says I'm glad he got paid. He, uh, I think he meant gave the Cowboys hope when our defense needed it. Dan, I mean that kind of goes to the point a moment ago. Jalen remains an amazing story. Again, he defied a, an enormous amount of odds. I mean, so respect it. The moment he got drafted was awesome, and and you know we really, you know, there was a lot of trust required in the Cowboys. And I don't know that you can say the pick was a failure. I mean, he he played in an elite level in 2018, and so you know, it, but. Since then, it things just kind of got off the rails, and and the the you know the timing of it didn't help for public perception from his contract, and when the Cowboys started floundering, and then Jason Garrett moving you know team moving on from him, etc. Uh, but I mean, there's no question that Jalen Smith tried very hard for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and you know, and I'm happy for him too. And to to think about a guy who many thought wasn't going to play football again, and 
uh, to be able to come away. I mean, he, he's made a lot of money, um, you know, from his second contract. Um, so, I mean, and it still is a great story and, and I, I'm happy for him. I mean, certainly it's not my money, you know, it, it does count against the, you know, the Cowboys cap and, uh, you know, but it's better to, you know, I think we all knew that Jalen was a sunk cost and right. it's better to move on from something like that than to compound it by putting them out there when there's other players out there that, that could be giving you something better. So, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of like I'm happy for Jalen and I'm happy for the Cowboys. And I think that there's there can be two winners in this. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that a fresh start might have been needed for everybody, you know, and it's not the same, but kind of like Ben Simmons in Philadelphia right now, like maybe maybe a fresh start helps. I mean, very different situation, but Cowboys fans, it, it. it had become the situation had become very volatile. Uh, thank you to Tobias uh, for the super chat. Round of applause, everybody. Tobias, I'm looking for your comment, so uh, no worries. Um, but um, Tom, I did want to hit you with this uh, particular comment as I am searching for it because you have talked a lot about Dan Quinn. In fact, you just love Dan Quinn, Tom. You've been talking about him on and on and on and on. But Kenny says, you know, the Jason Garrett era would never do this. I trust this coaching staff, maybe getting the winning culture back. Do you agree with that, Tom, that this doesn't happen if Jason Garrett's the head coach and say Rod Marinelli's the defensive coordinator? Yeah, let's just say it would be much more unlikely. Uh, You know, never say never about anything. But this, yeah, this is not the kind of a move you'd expect to see. Uh, They tended, under Jason Garrett, and some of his, uh, you know, assistant coaches, there was this, we're going to do it our way. And, you know, that was just like if they had decided they wanted a player, it took a whole lot to convince them to part ways with them, especially midseason. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a certain validity in that. Uh, I think Kenny makes a good point with that. Mm. Uh, and Molly with the comment, we like our guys. That is yeah. the – that is yeah, the cowboy way. A, yeah, we did hear we did hear that a few times, didn't we? And so, yeah, it's 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 a sign that there is a changing culture, uh, which I you know I believe is is a good thing. Uh, I think the culture has is not just a changing culture. I think it has shifted greatly, uh, and that's one thing I think Mike McCarthy should get credit for is that you know the head coach is the guy who's mainly in charge of establishing the culture. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think if there's any doubt, Tom, that things are different. However, I'm not saying that they're radically different. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know, you know, 180 degrees different, but they are different. There's no denying that, and we've we've seen that in a number of different ways so far. Even the way Mike McCarthy handles himself, he's a little bit less forthcoming with information uh, as Jason Garrett is in his press conferences, things like that. He's a little bit more terse, a little bit more hard around the edges, uh, a little bit less CEO like Jason Garrett. Kind of always approached the the gig from from a public perspective is kind of the, the walking and talking CEO. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I just, to me, what's important is not the way you present yourself out there in front of the media. It's, it's mm. what's going on inside the building, what's going on inside the team. And I mean, right now the three and one start speaks for itself. Uh, they're off to a great start. They've played some quality teams, uh, despite people that seem to disbelieve that. And um, no, this is just another step that this 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 staff is all in on what they think is a chance to do something this year. 
Uh, well said, Tom. Uh, thank you to Alex for our super chat. Uh, round of applause for you. Uh, Tony, Alex says that Jalen had three defensive coordinators in three years. He didn't improve. He didn't take the next step. And I think some people might – I'm not saying Alex is doing this, but some people might cape for Jalen and say, yeah, three. Yeah, people do that with quarterbacks a lot, right? Like he had to learn so many different systems. People do that about Marcus Mariota forever, Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, early in his career, he's got to learn all these you know systems and whatnot. And while that is true – uh, for Jalen Smith, it's also true for a lot of players on the defense. And they're all thriving and flourishing right now. And so it's kind of hard to say that Jalen was particularly, you know, up against it when everybody else is doing so well. I mean, at the end of the day, the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, right? And his production on the field wasn't w- good enough to project what he made financially, right? And, and you look at this move, whether it was made a few months ago or now, you can look at this and say like, okay, they made the right move. At the end of the day, three defensive coordinators, the tape is the tape. You know, you look out there, what you put on the football field is what you present. That's your resume. End of the day, what they had made him, you know, dispendable. He was able, he was, he wasn't needed based on the play, based on the, what his surrounding was. And at the end of the day, that's what cost him his job. I think that's well said, um, you know, by you, Tony. Uh, looking for a comment here because we've had it. Uh, yo, boy. Yo, boy's been calling me out. Yo. All right. Check this out, yo, boy. He says, why aren't they cutting LVE? He's playing terrible. Speak on that, RJ Obias. Not exactly something that rhymes with Ochoa, but yo, boy. First of all, Layton is playing rather well, I think we would all agree, right? You know, Micah Parsons is making everybody look terrible by comparison, but Layton Vanders is playing rather well. And as my esteemed colleagues have said several different times throughout our chat tonight, this is about the money. This is about the contract. That's what it's always about in the NFL. Leighton Vanderish is on the final year now of his rookie contract because the Cowboys declined to shift their option. The Cowboys already gave Leighton his slap in the face. He already had to have his his walk of atonement and his shame parade, you know, with with Cowboys fans on Twitter and social media and whatnot when he did not get his fifth year option picked up. He had to answer those questions and talk about how he's into Micah Parsons and things like that. And so. Leighton Vanderesh, you know, is justifying the contract that he's worth right now. And that's simply not the case with Jalen Smith. And it sucks. And, you know, we all want to see every player do well. Every year we're like, oh, this guy's going to be awesome for the Cowboys. This every, this guy they drafted is going to be great. And that literally is the case this year because every person they drafted is amazing uh, so far four games into the season. But, um, you know, it, it just it is what it is at this point. It sucks. But that's just life in the NFL sometimes. Dan, Rich D, thank you for the super chat, Rich D. Maybe you are rich. Uh, giving us uh, the super chat. Uh, says, no cap hit savings this year. Perhaps you get another cornerback or pass rusher. Dan, a lot of people asking, okay, roster spot is open now. What does this mean? I think it probably means Keanu Neal is promoted from the reserve COVID-19 list. I don't think, it, you know, the Cowboys need that roster spot to put him back on the active roster. I don't think they're acquiring or bringing in outside talent. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's, there's still, um, you know, plenty of decisions the Cowboys have to make as far as, like, you know, who they're going to uh, keep on um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not even thinking that they'd be looking for anybody on the outside. Um, one thing that you know, I mean, we already knew this anyway, but you know, Jalen's you know contract for the future is off the books. So you know, if, if you weren't taking that into account, then now you can start thinking about, oh, you know, Cowboys have more money. I mean, they are they have issues as far as you know not having much money, but. You know, they don't have Jalen's contract anymore. So, um, I mean, as far as, you know, what they could bring in, I, you know, there's nobody that comes to mind. Um, I, uh, you know, I don't want to use this comment, but, 
you know, I like our guys. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, well said, Dan. Uh, shout out to Duh1534 for the super chat. Thank you very much. Round of applause. We love all of our super chatters here. Uh, Tom says Jabril Cox time. I don't think there's any doubt that it's it's clearly Jabril Cox time. And the Cowboys clearly believe in him. And they tried to hide that or deny that, rather, uh, from the moment of the draft. Uh, but Jabril Cox, you're up. And that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, We've had they've had so much luck with the young players stepping up so far. And maybe a little bit, a little tiny bit of this is like, okay, let's see what we got with this Cox kit. Uh, you know, they this draft is, I, I don't know how this is going to be viewed historically, but right now, I can't imagine them having gotten more out of the draft for their defense at least than they did this year. And uh, so maybe Cox is just going to be another big hit. Uh, and, and, you know, as to the, the money thing, look at next year. The Cowboys are already in the hole salary cap wise. And they, they still have to hopefully re-sign Randy Gregory. That's something that's, you know, waiting in the wings, whether or not they want to sign Michael Gallup remains to be seen. You know, that LBE. that's a whole different discussion. Leighton Vanderish, if they do want to bring him back. I mean, I, again, that's a complicated issue, but you're right. I mean, and so this was a mistake. This was a contractual mistake. That the Cowboys made, it was an oversight. It was a, you know, a misstep, however you want to put it. And they have identified that. And, you know, I think people looked at Zeke the same way. Zeke is playing, you know, his contract, his contract. Zeke is playing at an elite rate right now to the point that it softens the blow from the contract. Now, the contract is something that everybody always brings up. But if you play well, it it makes it makes everything justifiable to a certain degree. And that just hasn't been the case with Jalen Tony. I mean, you know, it, it sucks. But the Cowboys have spent top two-round picks on linebackers three times since 2016. It appears that they finally hit on one in Micah Parsons. But at a certain point, bygones have to be bygones. Without a doubt, you know, financially, this is a business and I'm so okay with business moves, right? At the end of the day, you're, you're going to make a move that's best for your team. And, and like I said, we mentioned earlier, it's a Tuesday, a random Tuesday on a three game winning streak, you know, and you're like, oh, this seems like an odd time. Well, when is a good time, right? And the time to make a decision that's best for your team is anytime that decision presents itself. Keanu Neal needs to come up. He needs to account for his roster or roster spot. If Jalen Smith is that guy that's the, the the casualty in that situation, sorry. You know what I mean? That's just the business of it, and at the end of the day, you just keep moving forward. Dan, a lot of people saying – in fact, let's stop here for a second. Drew says, I love this move because more opportunity for Jabril Cox and a freeze money to re-sign guys. We, also, we didn't even mention Dalton Schultz, by the way, Tom. We were talking about future guys the Cowboys have to re-sign. Uh, the Cowboys draft a linebacker. They'll be fine. I would argue the evidence of Jalen Smith is evidence that they do not necessarily draft a linebacker, but they do have Michael Parsons, obviously. So, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. Maybe it's a bit of a coin flip proposition. But Dan, a lot of people in the comments have said this is I'm, I'm putting words in their mouths. This is irresponsible. This is reckless. You know, uh, how can they trust a rookie, a fourth round rookie over Jalen Smith? And I don't answer for you, Dan, but I think that that's Jalen's play level right now is that it you're not really risking much, you know, counting on Jabril Cox over him at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing too, is, is how many snaps are we even talking about? We're not talking about a lot. So I think the risk is, is really low. And as far as how can you trust a rookie, something like that wouldn't even, you know, make sense to me because, you know, we're talking about Micah Parsons. We're talking about uh, Diggy, you know, and, and, 
we're not, well, we're not talking about it, but we might be in a, in a couple of weeks is uh, Golston. I mean, he had a really good game, you know, on Sunday. So what's to say Jabril Cox doesn't come in there and start making plays. Um, so I think this is as far as the risk. I mean, there's more upside with playing given Cox, those few snaps. And uh, I mean, I don't really think there's anything. And if, in fact, the Cowboys could only get better by putting uh, more capable linebackers in there to fill those snaps rather than feeling obligated by any means to get Jalen on the field. Tom, uh, once again, you know, to go to your Dan Quinn point because you're obsessed. Uh, do you think that, you know, because everybody is still wondering about the timing here. Why now? Why now? Why now? Why four games in? Maybe Dan Quinn said, I'll give him four games. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll give him four games to kind of figure it out myself. Uh, shout out again to Alex for the super chat. Thank you very much. Round of applause. Says this shows how much power and influence Quinn really has. Maybe, maybe it was, I don't want to say maybe it was that premeditated, but, you know, clearly his decision, his directive, but maybe he did try, you know, and it just didn't work. Yeah, and it, it might not have originally been four games. Like I said, Keanu Neal going Right, on good the, point. That that may have actually extended things a little bit further, which again we don't know. Uh, but yeah, this this seems very much something that it, Quinn was deeply involved in, and probably the central figure in making that decision because uh, McCarthy has let his coordinators run their their parts of the team, and I have to think that this all signs point to this being basically Quinn saying, yeah, this is not the guy I want. He is, he is taking up space that I could use better for somebody else. And I think Neil is almost certainly the guy who's coming back this week, that that's the slot they want to put him in. Bill, thank you for the super chat. Round of applause. Lovely, lovely super chatters this evening. We appreciate and love all of you. Uh, Tony, I mean, you're, you've said several times it's a business. You're, we'll put you on Shark Tank, man. I mean, you are the one who is the coldest of the bunch. Um, and so, I mean, is is it possible that you know business just continues as normal now? That the Cowboys just go and whoop the Giants like we all think they're going to? I I don't think losing Jalen Smith should change the focus of the week. I don't think Dak Prescott will allow that. I think this week has a lot of personal feelings in regards to how Dak Prescott feels coming up on the year, coming up on the opponent, coming up on the week that it was. Um, beyond that, you know, like they've these guys have been in the NFL. Even the rookies have seen some of their friends get cut and things of that nature. And at the end of the day, Jalen Smith may be liked, may be well-respected, and that's all true and that can all be true. But at the end of the day, the tape don't lie. And if we see it and we feel a certain way, how do you think they feel about it? Right. And you know, personal feelings aside, you can be your best friend in the world, but Jabril Cox, if he's a better player, he's a better player. If Keanu Neal can go in and get more reps, then, then it's better for the team. Yeah. I, I, I do think, and Dan, I mean, I think that approach should be applauded, right? What, what's good for the team. We talked about the golden corral analogy earlier with Dak Prescott. This just feels like the Cowboys saying, Hey, I mean, Jalen, we love you. Best of luck. Hope it works out for you elsewhere, but you're not, you're not one of the best 53 players that we need right now. And, you know, it's that's okay. Like, we can we can all admit that. You know what I mean? We can all admit that. We can shake hands. We can move on. We can move on with our lives. Yeah. And I, and I think there will be, you know, a little bit of, you know, emotion this week. And, you know, you may hear something from Dak. Because, remember, Jalen is part of their draft class, you know, with, with Zeke and, and Anthony Brown still around. And um, so, 
I mean, I, I think you'll you'll get the the respectful comments about you know he did this for us and, but I mean, this these guys have seen players leave, coaches leave. I mean, the, right now their focus is to win football games and they understand how things work. Um, so, I mean, it's you know I agree. This is probably a Q decision. Um, you kind of wonder about you know how much input the you know the front office had and you know the business part of it but i think they finally you know quinn finally said you know and neil is one of his guys um th that we're going to be better without having Jalen. and it's, it's hard to get too upset because everything quinn's done to this point has been you know applauded so you know let's just keep trusting him um one last question for each of you tom what makes the most sense to you now in the aftermath of this news. Like when you look back, I'm like, ah, I get it. I just have to go back to, they watched that tape and he just was the player that I think was showing up the most poorly on the tape. And they are now facing a crunch with the roster because as we've noted, there's a whole bunch of guys coming back. There's going to be some other players that are going to be released that, right. that they're going to have to try to hope they can get back on the practice squad or something because there's players they're going to have to move uh, that they don't want to move to make room for some of these guys that are coming back. And that just made Smith the low-hanging fruit. Right, and a lot of people have, again, chirped about Anthony Brown in this discussion here. Um, I mean – Maybe when Calvin Joseph comes back, you know, he's the move made. You know, I mean, you you could certainly see that, hap uh, see that happening. Tony, uh, first of all, super chat. Thank you to David. Round of applause. You are the best, David. In fact, David's comment really is the best. Hashtag BTB kicks ass. David, let's be cool next time. It's family show. Uh, it says, imagine the coaches have seen fit to allow the youth to get some reps all across this D, so the move is par for the course. Tony, are you fine with this being par? You know, th this this being the the mo of the Cowboys front office and coaching staff. That hey, we're just gonna we're gonna do things our way, Frank Sinatra style. Beyond beyond the personal feelings of it, like we've touched on a few times, at the end of the day, if they're gonna make moves that they think make the team better, if they understand that we're not just gonna keep a player due to financial reasons, and understanding sometimes that does play a factor in it, and I think you know. The reason that this didn't happen, like you said, that's water under the bridge. They didn't trade, they didn't get rid of Jalen or trade Jalen when it was financially advantageous too. But that doesn't mean you just hang on to, you know, so to speak, not dead weight in a personal sense. But if you don't think he can help, let's move on to somebody that can. If Jabril Cox can come in and there's a youth movement there, fine. If Keanu Neal is off of the COVID list, great. So at the end of the day, I, I like the move on a strictly football aspect of it. And that's what it should come down to at the end of the day. Dan, this is not Jalen related. And if you're watching with us, I think I know the answers you're going to give, but please give your answers on YouTube or Facebook. Dan, if this is the approach for the Cowboys, uh, if, if this is how they want to roll, this is how they want to operate. All right. You know, this football's a meritocracy, a once number nine said. Um, so if that's the case, who should who should be given similar treatment? Anthony Brown is a popular name. Greg Zerline. You know what I mean? If we're going to do this, if we're going to pound our chest and say, hey, we're all about what can you do? I don't care about your contract. I don't care whatever. I mean, who are other players that the Cowboys need to have and approach the same mentality with? Well, you know what? I don't know if I can single out 
any certain player. Um, Call out names. Just just list. We want to see a list, Dan. Just, what, what are you asking me? You you want somebody who's not earning their keep? Is that what? Yeah, you're Yeah, I, I guess that if that's the the you know not everything is is this situation. Okay. Right? Not everything okay. justifies it. But who's who's somebody that's in this camp that if again if the Cowboys are going to have this approach this methodology who's somebody else that maybe they need to you know take a look and long hard look in the mirror with. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit. I don't know throw a curve at you and, and you know I, i'm not even going to read the comments because you know I, i'm not sure the reaction this is going to have but you know uh lc if you're listening um you know uh when you come back from your suspension you know you have a young player that's you know would love to take your job um so you want to make sure that you're doing approaching the game the right way and uh you know not doing anything that's you know suspect and come back and play at a level that warrants the money that you know, the Cowboys are giving you. Um, so there's there's a player. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you for what it's – oh, Zay actually said Collins, Dan, so feel vindicated here, uh, oh, like yes. Dashboard Confessional on the Spider-Man oh. 2 soundtrack. Uh, lots of comments, Tom, uh, for Demarcus Lawrence. Now, we've all wow. we've all carried this water, I feel like. Uh, no, nobody's done it more than John Owning from PFF. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is elite, but, you know – going to be difficult to have that conversation with people um but a lot of people said demarcus lawrence some people said cj goodwin i mean you know uh cj's cj has a role that he is very very good at uh we've got one comment for connor williams who i think is playing rather well this season i don't know that you can pick on connor williams right now uh but tom your thoughts on lyle yeah i think he tripped up one more time and he could very well be on the street uh, you know, he's he's had his last shot, in my view. He should have had his last shot uh, with this, this suspension nonsense. And uh, just, you know, there there have been talk about people like Goodwin. I saw somebody mentioned Luke Gifford and was acting like, well, has he played better than Jalen? Well, yeah, because he's a core special teamer. He was doing his role better than Jalen was doing. And even then, like what you're paying him, you know, he's he's matching that performance level, which is not the case with Jalen. Tom, Tom, I do want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Uh, We do have a super chat. This one, not necessarily, you know, a round of applause is mandatory for friend of the show, Bobby Belt. Uh, Bobby does a great show for us (laughs) on the blog of the voice podcast. Now you can listen to on on Mondays. uh, uh, Cowboys cast is fantastic. Bobby's comment says nine gods supplanted by a dynamic rookie once more. That's true. The last two players to wear number nine Brilliant. for the Dallas Cowboys uh, had had their jobs taken by uh, by a rookie. Yeah, and that's I, mean, I think that's absolutely true. And you know now it, there's going to be some more moves, roster moves coming. And uh, you know, I, one guy I was thinking of that's probably going to go this that was a fan favorite and a real feel good story is Azura Kamara just because I think what's coming back is going to force them to try to wave him, get him onto the, the practice squad, uh, which for, to me, had to do that after having gotten to play for several games for the Cowboys is a tremendous thing for him. And so, you know, it's not won't be as nearly as painful, but there's going to be more people who are going to have to go through this. Uh, and Smith just gave a lot more ammunition for why this had to happen I, in my estimation. Bobby, I know you're still watching. Molly wants you to know that your comment was 
caliente. Uh, it was really good, really creative. Great job, Bobby. Uh, appreciate you. Lots of people agreed uh, with me. No big deal. Uh, Greg Zerline, the lunatic. Thank you for the super chat. Round of applause. Thank you so much. Uh, says we are saving. Talking about Jalen again here. Whether he signs for or for, with another team this year, probably vet minimum next year. We say five million dollars. But Dallas manage Dallas mismanagement, in my opinion. Dallas Cowboys for life. Yeah, Tony. I mean, I think you know we've we've all kind of come to this conclusion. Cowboys aren't saving anything financially this year, but you know what? To them, it was worth it. You know, for for whatever reason, it was it was worth it. Z and uh, FW says, "I like the message this sends. If you are making big money and underperforming, your days are numbered." I think that's even still maybe reading just a, a hair too into it, Tony. I don't think that they're the Cowboys are wanting to send a message. I think they're just saying this isn't worth it anymore. It's not working. All right, goodbye. You know, that's and that's okay. Like that that that's the way it should be treated. At the end of the day, this this was a wow moment, right? Moving, cutting him was a wow. Like it caught everybody off guard. At the end of the day, I think for the Cowboys, it was more so. This is a move that makes us better. We're not really th- talking about the financials. We're we're talking about what does this do and help us for our team. Having him off the field, off the team, allows for other players they deem that are worthy of reps, worthy of opportunity to be out there. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, if this was a financial move, it would have happened months ago before the season started. So at the end of the day, they they did what they thought was best for them on the field. And I got to respect that. As far as I'm concerned, do what's best for your product on the field. Yeah. I mean, and the Dallas Morning News just had a report. Uh, Michael Gelkin just tweeted it out. This was about next year. This was about not having – to be frank, the liability, not the on-the-field liability, but literally having Jalen on the field as liability. Because if he gets hurt, Cowboys are on the hook for a lot of money. And th- and that's, you know, Tom, to your point, may- maybe they felt like cutting him after training camp, right? I mean, I don't know, you know, but but they've, they've had they've had something every week, right? Like that's been the – maybe yeah. they didn't want to cut him in during week one because it's, it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, whatever, Micah Parsons flashes. Okay, great. Well, guess what now? You know, Randy Gregory's on the COVID list. DeMarcus Lawrence is gone. So you got to move Micah. You know what I mean? And so, like, every week they might have been ready, like, more ready and ready and ready and kind of waiting for things to stabilize so they could. And so, look, at the end of the day, Dan, you know, and this sounds harsh, but the Cowboys cut their fifth linebacker. You know, if any NFL team cuts their fifth linebacker, there isn't this much of an uproar. But because he is who he is and his story is what it is and the, the meme of it all is what it is. It's, it's why we're here and why it, it, it does feel just a little bit shocking at the very least. Yeah, and, and one of the things that... Wow, Dan, all right. But, Tom, I'm you sorry. go ahead. You took Dan... <laughs> no, well, well, you did say Tom first. And oh, then I did. That's my okay. bad. Okay. Okay, Respect. yeah. I, I'm I with Tom, then Dan, my bad. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that there's also been an evolution of this offense. They're going with the big, uh, the defense. They're going with the big nickel more. There's just not many times when you need three linebackers. So suddenly do you need a fifth linebacker at all on the roster? Because, you know, they're, they're using different personnel packages. They're going with a lot of five, two uh, in the front seven. So I think that, 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 that was also a factor that he just became a, an unnecessary resource. Dan? Yeah. Um, well, I forgot what you asked me because Tom interrupted, but um, <laughs> I did, I, I did want to say that, um, you know, I, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction and I don't know if it's bold because I mean, you, you tell me what you think about it, but I don't, I don't think the next place Jalen goes to, I don't think he's going to be bringing in a very big contract. And I also wouldn't be surprised if wherever he goes, is it, if it's a short stay, um, 
it's very possible that maybe Jalen is just not as viable as some people think. I mean, and, and I don't want, you know, I feel bad for saying this. I obviously wish the best for the guy, but I just kind of have a sense. I mean, look at, look at Des Bryant, for example. I mean, everyone's talking, oh, he's going to go over there and he's going to tear it up. He's, and he, uh, Yeah, he's going to show the Cowboys when he comes back with the Saints. Right, totally. And then nothing, you know, it's just um, – so, I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like we're going to feel a lot better about this decision a little later when we see, you know, how this whole thing plays out. Tony, along those lines, I mean, has there been a player or staffer that has left the Cowboys that you've been like – Man, that sucks. You know, like after seeing them with their new team, I mean, may, maybe the answer is Byron Jones. I know there's a lot of people who don't believe in Byron Jones, and that's silly. It's more of the Demarcus Thorne stuff. Um, but I mean, they don't they don't lose guys that they value. Oh, there's a great answer by the way here from Ek says the Colts and Matt Eberflus. That's the one. That's that's definitely the one. Um, but and Tim Logan says Demarcus Ware. Um, I could certainly understand that if you want to do that again, there was some financial reasons there, you know, it's just kind of a timing yeah. thing, but the Eberflus one makes a lot of sense to me, Tony. So Tim Logan stole my thunder with the Marcus Ware and you stole my thunder with the Byron Jones. Cause those are the two I was thinking <laughs> for me, like Byron Jones. I love, I loved like, he didn't make the plays. He didn't, I mean, he didn't make the interceptions, but the guy was a heck of a cornerback, you know, Jeff Heath, yeah, the go, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, Iberflus was a, you know, a weapon, you know, that having him, you know, what could have been was, you know, it's a big loss. So I think a couple of those players mentioned, you guys kind of hit it on the head. Those are the ones that I were thinking that I was thinking. Mm. Tom, is there one, there's some comments for Cole Beasley here. Um, I would strongly disagree with that in the sense that the departure of Cole Beasley and even Terrence Williams inspired the let's trade for Amari. You know, Cole Beasley was still around. Let's, let's let Michael Gallup prosper and, if Cole Beasley had hung around, CeeDee Lamb would not be a Cowboy. Yeah, and if Cole Beasley had hung around, we'd have that uh, social media nightmare that the Bills are dealing with <laughs> on an almost daily basis. Uh, no, uh, I mean, I think uh, I can't think of a name outside of the ones that have been mentioned. Uh, there have been a lot of players who have gone elsewhere and seem to do much better uh, but I think part of that is the fault of the previous coaching staffs as much as anything. And part of it is just getting into the right place. I mean, if Jalen Smith gets to somebody whose defense requires on the, their linebacker to just play downhill in a kind of in a straight line on almost every snap, then he could be an asset for them. I don't know if there's any that are out there, but, you know, it's obviously that's not what they're looking for in their linebackers now with the Dallas Cowboys. Dan, um, just to answer that question, you thought maybe Anthony Hitchens? Is that an well, answer? I mean, you feel, I, you feel I, passionate about? It's not. I don't feel passionate about it. I uh, and when he signed, when, when I looked at the deal initially, I'm like, yeah, you know, no problem at all. Let him go. But now, in hindsight, you know, Hitchens is playing well, and I mean that that's money better spent than, you know, what we invested into Jalen. So, I mean, there's, you know, that that's, it's hard to, for me to actually find somebody who I think like, do I really miss them? I mean, Byron Jones would have been somebody I would have said four games ago. Um, that, <laughs> right. You know, great, prior to Trayvon Diggs for sure. <laughs> but so, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to find That's my point is being, it's like, eh, maybe, maybe it's now it's Hitchens. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I feel a little bad about that one 
Nobody said Charvarius Ward. I was kind of expecting that. You know, granted the Cowboys yeah. traded him away, but you know, quit, it is che- what it is. quit cheating off the comments, RJ. Somebody said that really? Oh, I see yeah. that. I believe Blue Three Sixty Five <laughs> just said that. I really hadn't seen that when I said it, but I thought of that the, is you know because Anthony Hitchens. You know, I thought of the, the Chiefs have a lot of former Cowboys. That is the correct answer. That's true. Although, man, Matt Eberflus. That's that's my answer. I'm, I'm yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's. Um, but you know, it is what it is. That would, who knows what would have happened with Dan Quinn. I don't know. You play what if a million different ways. Butterfly. Man, but we've talked a lot of butterfly effect here, uh, on this stream. Thank you to everyone who joined us. Uh, obviously it was a breaking news situation. We wanted to get up here and have this conversation. We wish Jalen Smith the best. I think I speak for all of us, our panel here. And of course you, the loyal Dallas Cowboys fan, you can see all these guys throughout all of the blog and the boys universe. Danny's on Twitter at Danny Phantom 24, Tony at Tony underscore Catalina, Tom at Tom Rao BTB. You can hear Tom on the blog and the boys podcast network every Thursday on riled up with Roy white. You can hear Dan and Tony every morning on Dallas Cowboys roundup, our morning show that gives you all the headlines you need to know. There will not be one tomorrow because obviously we have a lot of action going on. So this is there. This is on the blog and the boys podcast feed. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a rating, write a review, subscribe right here to the blog and the boys, YouTube channel. Uh, we love you are the, the Cowboys are still going to beat the giants by a thousand points. Just still going to be awesome. Tom, the final word belongs to you. It's got to be a good one. Tom got to be amazing. No pressure, but you have to have the greatest word of all time right here. This was a long time coming. <laughs>